where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. This is not a time to get distracted. And this is not a time to go off course. This is not a time to lose your focus. Got a word to do. The Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. At this time, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we thank you. We praise you. We truly honor you in all that you're doing. Most of all, God, I ask you to lead and guide me, <clears throat> that I speak nothing of myself, but I speak that which have me to say. And Father, I ask you to bless that one, that one that discouraged today, that I may say something that may encourage their heart. And Father, we just thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for all you're going to do. In Jesus, the Christ's name, I pray. Amen and amen. Man, Well, praise God, praise the Lord. We thank God for you, you, and especially you. We thank God for what the Lord is doing. Amen. We thank God for how he's doing it. Amen. We uh, have a dear friend. Amen. We've been friends for about, oh, 40 uh, years. Um, yeah, about 40 years. I met this young lady <laughs> uh, when I was in Job Corps, and she was a blessing to me. Uh, Mamie, uh, having her birthday come the 20th, amen, and I want to say I hope she have many, many more, amen. And I want to say that I'm in prayer uh, for a dear friend used to be my friend. We, uh, I mean, he still is my friend, but we used to be number one friends. Amen. Uh, he, in turn, is uh, weird look, getting to the closing or going to the other side, uh, Charles Reeves. And uh, 
I ask for prayer for his family as well as keep him up that he may go. A lot of times we say that uh, we are prepared uh, for to lose a loved one, but that's something I just don't think we ever get in the mood to get prepared to do. It's only because of the fact that uh, we've been used to that person for 10, 20 years, ever how long, and when it come down to it, uh, we just have to pray that that person have made the correct peace with himself or with herself. But nevertheless, uh, we all got to go that way, that way or Jesus come. And if he come, then the Bible teaches me that every eye shall see him, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. It ain't going to be no uh, mystery as these people are teaching people uh, you're going to be going and they're going to say, what happened? And some people's going to uh, leave out and leave the other ones here and they're going to uh, the secret rapture. That's not scripture. Yes, we can make the Bible say anything that we want to say, but when you read it in text, Jesus wouldn't lie. Jesus let us know that he came one time, he came in one condition. Now this time, when he come back, he is coming in a different form, that he's coming with the God of wrath to those that have been living ungodly. Uh, so many people, so many people's uh, deals in trying to tell others about this and about the coming of Christ and this, and the stuff that's going on now is sad. It's really, really sad. Now, I looked at, uh, before I get started, it was a little, I went to get my oil chains in my vehicle. And in the process, it was a little girl in there, and she was uh, four years old. So she says, why are you wearing that hat? That hat looks stupid. And I said, oh, it does? Well, maybe it's because I wanted to be a cowboy. How about that? She said, I wanted to be a cowgirl. And I said, well, see, so if I gave you the hat, you would wear it, right? She said, yes. And she had plenty of energy in going around, and the boy was making the mama, the grandmama was with her, so embarrassed. But I, I like children, so I don't have a problem with They real. They are not like adults we be hypocrites when we see something in the process the little child say I say how old are you she says I'm four uh, I says so when you be five she says well I don't look at a date and she says but I know the month and I said well what about this she says I am a Jehovah Witnesses and she says we don't celebrate Christmas Neither do we uh, celebrate birthdays because Jehovah don't like us to do those things. He like us to please him and make him the center of our life. Can I sing you a song for Jehovah? And of course he sung. I said, okay, sing the song. She sung the song, and I thought, Wow, what a good song because he said he's in my heart 
and he's in my mind, and I'll do things to please him. And now we can say what we want to say. How many of us is putting that in our four-year-old, whether it be grandchild, whether it be child, uh, whatever? Why? How is it that uh, we allow others to put certain things in it, but when it comes to us that say we got the truth, us that say we live in holy, us that say we believe in the Holy Ghost, us that say we believe in this or that, we have a tendency uh, saying, I don't want to force religion on my child. Wait a minute. That's not forcing religion. You might say it is. No, but that's teaching them the truth of what you believe. So what a person believe, uh, and they believe they're following the truth, then guess what? I can't hinder that. I can't uh, kick against a special child because it would help that child somewhere down the road to do that which is right. And later on, if God see fit, and uh, I, I believe God will put in her life a direction and whatever. But here's what I'm saying, believers. We are too quiet, okay? We are too quiet when the Bibles let us know that we should be a light to those that's walking in darkness. So if I should be a light that's walking to those that's walking in darkness, then how is it that nobody's seeing the light? How is it that my light is so dim that it's not leading people to what they're supposed to be doing? How many peoples have you led, would say, you say, well, brother, where you must be don't read the Bible yourself. The Bible say one plant, another one water, but it take God to give the increase. Okay, I agree with you. But how many of you, if you know about a God, if you know about flowers, forget the God. Let's just deal with flowers. If you plant flowers, you expect for flowers to come up, especially for tulips. Those tulips, they uh, sells them especially in the spring of the year, right before the spring. Um, and when they, you look for them to come up, you expect for them to come up. How is it that we are not expecting someone to be converted? We are not expecting for someone to seek the will and the plan of God. We are not. We are not doing it. And you know why? It's because of the fact that we don't really know where we at ourselves. We, uh, one minute we this, the next minute we that. So guess what? When, when we are in two different directions, when, when we are two different directions, there is no way that an individual can do what they're doing. No way. The Bible says in the book of James, we are like a wave in the sea. When we don't believe one thing, you know, we stand on one thing one time, and the next time we waver mind. We waver mind, and we can't see how that this, uh, the scripture says, let me, let me just go on to it right quick and read it and uh, so you can say that ain't my, that ain't Brother Ware's opinion. That's the scripture. 
the scripture says, uh, for uh, uh, all good things come to them, Father, but uh, on okay down. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let that man be swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath, okay? For the wrath worketh, uh, for the wrath of man worketh not righteousness of God. Uh, um, that ain't where I'm trying to go to, but it's in this verse. Let me let me back up, okay? Back up, back up, James. Well, blessed is the man that endure temptation when he is tried. Okay, let no man say when I'm tempted, I'm of God, and go on and it says the drug. And to say, every man, every good and perfect gift come from God. And uh, wherefore, my beloved brethren, every man be swift to hear and say, wherefore, lay us out filthiness and receive meekness and, uh, and graft the word of God and uh, of your soul. But ye that, okay, but be ye doers of the word. For if any man hear the word and doeth not, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, and for beholding for holy, beholding himself, and goes his way steadfast and forgetting what matter of man if he, but whom looketh into the perfect law of liberty, which we don't want to do, we don't want to look in the perfect law. And if any man among you seem to be righteous, a bright or not his tongue, and a pure religion of God, and of the Father, is faithful. You know what? Uh, because I have a Bible, a brand new Bible, I, I skipped over what I was trying to get, get to you. But the scripture says in the book of James, if any man lack wisdom, that is, let him ask to God. Okay, let, let, let's, let's, let's do it the right way. If any man like wisdom, let him ask God that give it to all men liberal and unbraided not, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavering is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind, tossing up. Uh, Two and forth. Here's the problem. A lot of time, we don't get nothing from God because we so steadfast on one day, and then the next day, we're thinking another. Let me tell you something, folks. You hardly ever telling people, hearing people's preachers talking about holiness anymore. You don't hear people telling people that there is a hell, discern, and a uh, eternal life to gain. We don't hear that. And you know why? Because of the fact that the preacher's trying to get your favor. So they tell you things. They don't want us upset you. Listen, if you don't live right, I don't care who you are and what you are, if you don't live right, you will face uh, damnation of hell and hell, hell's fire. I'm not trying to scare nobody, but I'm trying to be real. I'm not trying to tell people this or that to get their favor because, see, I understand I'm going to be judged in the day of judgment only with the time that I got a label or God allowed me to be behind this microphone and to speak to someone. When 
I'm speaking, I must realize without a shadow of a doubt, you that are hearing me, God wants you to be different. He wants you to come out from among the world and show yourself separate. I don't care what these preachers telling you. I don't care what they saying. God ain't concerned about this and God ain't concerned about that. Those same preachers that saying God ain't concerned about this and ain't concerned about that. They are only false prophets. They are leading you contrary to the word of God. We, we as holy people, we supposed to be different. We supposed to carry ourselves different. We supposed to dress different. And here the world done blended in so bad till we feel that it's okay to do this and it's okay to do that. But yet we want the blessings of God. And they love to give you Deuteronomy 28 about the blessings of God. Why won't they give you the cursing? Why won't they give you the part where he said, if you don't obey? See, it's a sad situation, believers. If you say that you love God, but you are not willing to sacrifice. No, ma'am, no, sir. I'm not making God be a, a harsh God. God is a merciful God. God is a God that he, 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 his mercy endured forever, as it says in the book of Psalms. Guess what? All that mercy, all that goodness, you still have rules and regulation. You still are looking at, the, at, at God in a way that you can see that if you don't do, I don't care what they're saying. I don't care how it sounds. I don't care if they talk about, well, brother, well, the reason you don't have followers, the reason you don't get a lot of people to help you in the ministry is because you're always condemning them. I, I'm sorry, I'm not condemning you, but I'm, I'm only condemning sin. And if you don't separate from that, the Bible teaches me that you will be damned. That's what the Bible says, not what Brother Webb believes. Not what Brother Ware think, not what Brother Ware feel. It ain't about a feeling, folks. It's about you realizing that it has to be a separation. Sisters, brothers, there is no way you can say you're in the family of God, that you are following the Lord, and you have not made a separate uh, difference between you and the world. I went to a, a particular fellowship, and it was so sad to it even gave me a headache. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not just saying it. And I asked God, okay, Lord, help me. Help me. I don't want to sit in judgment on people. I don't want to be that way. I want to be able to prove. The Bible said prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. And the Bible also tells me that I should be in the position that somebody can see my light. And if somebody can see my light, then guess what? That light will cause them to ask questions. And if that light will cause them to ask questions, then guess what? They may want to try to be saved. People are not trying to be saved because we are not presenting them a light. They are looking at the world. We are mixing the world. Our music mixed the world. We get not just that we want to condemn the rap folks, but the R&B uh, uh, singers, 
they turn songs to R&B as well. And in the process of turning R&B songs, it's only making them be something that God is not pleased with. I'm telling you, if we look at things and we look, it's got to be a different folk. The military, not only the military, the police department, uh, the, uh, any, any, even your job, some of your job, they require certain, uh, uh, what I say, a dress code. And you saying, well, I don't see what that got to do with me. No, no, no. You don't want to throw a stumbling block in somebody else's way. That's the thing. It's not so much of it's making you in Like I said, oh, it, it hurt it my heart to look at my best friend uh, today when I made a special effort to go and have proud with him, and now he's in the stage that he can't talk. And the only thing I could think about, what about all the time that we spent together and the things that we talked about and how that I didn't glorify Christ in the midst because he was my best friend. So I didn't glorify God at all the time. I was saying he accept me as me. And see, that's what we miss out at, my brothers and sisters. We feel that if that person, we know this person is not up to par, have came up to par from what the scripture teaches you, then you don't feel like, oh, I can't tell people what to do. No, 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 I'm sorry. We got to have an turnabout. We got to say, say God, show me. That's, I promise you, that's been my prayer lately. I want to see some effect if I'm doing that which you have commissioned me to do. Other words, you saying, well, God ain't got to show you nothing. And, and what makes you think? No, no, no. What makes me think is the scripture. The scripture, Paul had, he had souls. Paul had individuals that uh, was in a position that uh, uh, he had won. That's why he said, Timothy, thy my son in the ministry. Let me tell you something. It means something to have somebody that you know you're helping. But, man, to be buddy-buddy and to have these folks, and they come down to death. When it come down to death, then what? Then what will you say? What will you do? How will you feel? Can I say that, this, that I did all that I could do to, for him to know that he's making it in? Oh, he had a good heart. He had a good heart. I've seen ministers would not do uh, the things that uh, I saw ministers do things that he wouldn't do. And, uh, but the, the thing that I'm trying to get you to understand, it ain't about those things. It's about your heart. Is your heart, if you sold out to obeying God, is you sold out, uh, I, I, I pray and I say, Lord, there's been so many times that I thought that you told me something. And listen, when I say that, folks, I'm not trying to be a wishy-washy, as I read in the book of James there. I'm not trying to be wavering-minded. But I'm saying a lot of times we get so committed to something till we want God to give us the okay on it, and we say God's doing it. So therefore, the peoples are not willing really to hear from God because we already got a made-up mind. 
And once we have a made up mind, there is nothing, nobody or nothing can happen unless we want to change. I'll be back and I'll finish getting into the word, but I'm trying to come home to something else. I thought I was anyway, but I'm going to go with the flow. I'll be back in a minute, a couple of minutes. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. Please call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, welcome back, Brother Ware. back. Amen. Uh, as she said, 404-293-7557. We thank God for those of you. I thank God for meeting some more uh, new believers. Amen. Uh, we are looking forward to some of you sitting down and writing us. We really want to hear from you. No, I'm not one too big for offering. I believe God. God have been providing. God have been blessing. Amen. And I, I, I believe that if I live right, amen, God will bless me. That's one thing I do believe. So if I, I believe that, then I have to walk in that. I don't want to be the, the preachers tell you to believe God, but then they saying, come up with some money out of your pocket. And you come up with money out of your pocket, but then they are sitting back waiting on you to sacrifice, waiting on you to do this and to do that. So uh, what we are saying, it's not about that. It's about you being a blessing to keep us on the air. Amen. I'm believing God for those of you that say you love Brother Weir. Amen. And uh, I've seen this. 
I just called his first name. I saw this young man called John. And uh, Raymond, if you're listening, I'm praying for you, brother. Amen. But this young man called John, well, I would say he's uh, older than me. So, but I'm just saying. And he said, Brother, where well, I've asked many preachers, you know, to come and talk to me, and they won't do it. They're too busy. Now, I can't get around to everybody. I, I can't do it. No, I can't. But then some, like I told them, when I come in town, if I come in in time enough, be more than happy to. And I did come in town, so I wanted to be a man of my word. And uh, I met him and talked with him and, and gave him some scriptures and, and some oil and believe in God. I'm believing God for not only those people that's elderly people's uh, uh, season, I would say, in the Lord. I'm believing God for some of you that's young and, and, and on fire, amen, to get on board with us and try to do the work that we are trying to do. We got to come out of the worldly the world if we are planning on doing a work for God. God, I'm talking about really moving. I'm not talking about this church stuff. Because, see, they, I, I, I can see them. They get in church. They, 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 they shout while they're in church. Then after they shout, uh, it's kind of like the woman in the corner in the 15th chapter of the book of uh, uh, Luke. It says that she lost the coin in the house, okay? The coin is lost in the church. Amen. I know that I was talking about the book of James and, and I was talking about the other stuff, but right now I, I, I'm serious about that. It's got to be a different we, we And I can show you scriptures on top of scripture that it's supposed to be a different in your dress code. Yes, it does. It's supposed to be that you are uh, coming out of the world. You are being different so you don't dress like the world. You don't. See, that's what bothers the, the hurting the saints of God. You can't tell us, you know, uh, from the world. I know the preachers are dressing fly, you know, and, and all this and showing this. And, and listen, folks, it is, it is for you to be separate. I'm sorry. Uh, I know that most of the styles and everything comes from the world, the clothes we wear. I understand that, but certain things we should carry ourselves in a different manner. Now, I'm not telling everybody that you got to be like uh, sister so-and-so and a brother uh, so-and-so making a certain type of uh, matter to wear bigger clothes, to do this and, and this. Only thing I'm saying, let God be glorified. Ask the Lord when you get dressed in the morning or in the evening or whenever you get dressed, and I'm dressing to glorify you. If I met Christ in the street today, would you be satisfied with me? Now, if he would be satisfied, then don't worry about it. Don't worry about what nobody else thinks, uh, but make sure you are sincere about it. Now, I was uh, 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 listening to this little girl, like I say, four years old, singing a song about Jehovah because she, well, her, her mom or her grandmom, she'd been in it for two years, she said, and they have indoctrinized her so much to 
Even her play, her little play is centered around pleasing Jehovah. Now, that's, that's what I saw. And uh, in the process, I'm saying, well, what's wrong with us as mature saints? Why are we uh, not showing a difference? Why are we just going and trying to worry about titles and worrying about this and ain't living an ounce of nothing and thinking that the Holy Ghost is an emotional feeling? That's it. That's all you got. And I'm aware. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm aware of the scriptures say the same spirit that uh, raised Jesus from the dead will also quicken your mortal body. But guess what? Shouldn't it quicken your mortal body to live holy? Shouldn't it quicken your mortal body to come out of sin and to be separate from the world? Or are we going in a form of godliness? We're dressing it up. Man, this, this, this is a, a reality, believers. This is reality for us to understand that the Bible is still saying love not the world. We are acting like the world. We are con uh, uh, competing the, these quartets and all this stuff. They get up and they act like they so anointed. And, and once they do their little thing, they go right out. Now the preachers are doing the same thing. They, they get up and they act like they're so anointed and they'll pray. Somebody ought to praise God and all this. And, and then they go right out and there is no transformation. It's got to be a transformation in your home. Check your house out. Check your house. Start with that. Do it. You say, well, what about your brother? Well, ain't nobody in there but me, so I ain't got that problem. Uh, but I'm not just saying that because ain't nobody in there with me. But what I am saying that we got to be different believers. We got to be different. We got to be different. We can't hear. We can't do. Our servitude is a thing that we should love to serve the Lord. Not people. See, people, you, you can do everything. Man, my, I, I, I tell you, I done got hurt from serving people, for helping people, for doing things for people. But that hurt is something you shouldn't have been doing. I say, James, well, you shouldn't have been doing it anyway. You know why? Because you was doing it, if you was doing it for them, you weren't doing it unto the Lord. When you're doing it unto the Lord, then it's not a hurt. It's really not. If somebody cheats you out of some money, and uh, we're talking about whatever money it is, and, and if you did it unto the Lord, it don't affect you the same way when you do it because you did it trusting in that individual. When the Bible not told to put no trust in the flesh, but we have a tendency of doing so. You say, well, brother, where are you all over the thing? Yes, I know. I know I'm all over the thing. Because, boy, I'm telling you, today it was a blessed day. But when I began to see the situation around me, it doesn't matter, folks. It doesn't matter. We coming down to stand before God one day. And have you did that which God have told you to do? That's the key word. Am I doing it? What is my purpose for doing it? There are so many things that we do. We got an under, a undertone motive in it. What you mean? An undertone motive. Oh, oh, I'll evangelize because I have an undertone motive that somebody, I want somebody to know James Ware. 
uh, I'll pastor because I want to have a certain size congregation. Uh, I'll uh, uh, prophesy because I want my words to come to pass. You see, we are no longer doing like Elijah and other prophets that we read about. We got the prophets in the scripture, but in the process, when we read it, we doesn't give it to us. You know who we give it to? Somebody else. Amen. None of you hardly give it to yourself when you read the Bible. When you say, oh, wow, Lord, I thank you. I see that that should be a sacrifice. That should be a sacrifice for me. That should be a sacrifice uh, for me to show somebody else that's walking in error. And if they're walking in error, then first of all, you got to tell them, folks. You got to tell them. Now you got to do it with love. You can't, you can't make nobody do nothing. You know, when you make something, try to make somebody do something, guess what? They're going to automatically, that's even your children. Why not just let them know this is what God is requiring? Amen. This is what God is requiring. God is a God of love. He loves us so much. He got so much mercy and goodness for us. But it's just that so many peoples are taking the goodness and the mercy for granted. Yes, we are. We are taking it for granted. And we don't think about it until we get in a position, oh, God, I need some help. Oh, God, I need you to do this. Oh, God, I need you to do that. All that, then all of a sudden, we start thinking, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, Lord, will you do this for me? Will you do that for me? And so on and on and on. But my key today for you to do, amen, is to be what God called and chose you to be. I believe that. I believe, I, I, listen, I was just telling them here at the station when we was in that time, I was saying, I know I'm called to do a, a certain work. I know this. Amen. And in doing this, then what I'm trying to do, it ain't what about what Brother Wellfield think or uh, Brother Shotdown feel think or believe. It's what God done told Brother Ware. Now, if God done told me, I have to go if I have to go by myself. I have to go in doing it and manifest, and God will give me the manifestation of what he told you to do. When you seen Elijah, when Elijah walked in, and you got to understand now, Elijah was an outsider. He just walked in and he got passed to security, whatever, and he told Ahab, hey, and Jezebel, it's not going to rain. Uh, uh, he finished sitting forth for drought, and he walked on out. Walked in, walked out. And then he had to do what? Go and fast for 40 days, and, 40, uh, and he began to go, folks, and he went to the brook, and uh, where God led him to the brook, and when, once he got to the brook, and lo and behold, he stayed there until the brook dried up. When the brook dried up, God had a widow woman, and I don't know how long he stayed with her, but he went over there and he left there. Then he went back and told, say, look here, now the rain finna come and whatever. You know I'm not going into that little, I'm not going into the little uh, uh, story so somebody can say, uh, judge it according to that. So people have did that. Here's what I'm saying. What, what Elijah 
had to do was Elijah had to do what God told him. And since God told him to do something, you know what? He manifested. Elijah saw it. God told you to do something. He, you should be able to manifest it. You should be able not to just say souls is blessed and we bless because we shouting and we bless because we got a car and we bless because we got a house. How about some deliverance? How about people being delivered from sin? How about people being delivered from AIDS? How about people being delivered from homosexuality? I'm talking about for real. We're not talking about going in a form of God. It's a few people that God have did in our time, and it should be all the churches and the doctrine that we got. It should be a whole lot of testimony that would take up just t turns and turns. Uh, a mother called me, and uh, I'm not going to call her name. She said, Brother Well, we got somebody talking about a key. And say, if he had the key, then how come, and charging for the key to be a blessing. And she said, well, how come when a friend of her called the key, called the man for the key to get the blessing, the, the man told her, they hung up on the lady because she said, I don't have the money right now, but when I get the money, then I'm going to send you some. They hung up on the lady. And she said, well, why is that they hung up on me like that? I say, sister, it's letting you know that it's truly not of God. God ain't got nobody selling no keys, giving no keys out. Folks, it's holiness. You've got to live this thing. And after you live this thing, then God will supply your need. The Bible declared in Psalm 34, I believe it is. I don't want to misquote because you know I misquote it. It's amazing how I never, I shouldn't say never, hardly ever get uh, peoples to say, uh, Brother Ware, uh, you did thus and thus and thus with the scriptures. But let me misquote. I misquoted the other day. Uh, I don't know if it was the last week, week before last. I said Second Colossians, and I meant Second Chronicles, okay, 7.13. But because of the fact that I misquoted it, man, I got about four or five people to call me on that. And I said, oh, I'm glad to know you're listening. Because I, I, I didn't even know they was listening. I didn't know the people were listening. I, I, I thank God that it, maybe that's what it was, me misquoting the scripture, that they was, uh, 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 caused them to call me. And, but, it, but the scripture declared that in Psalm, all right, 34, it tells you, that God hears the cry of the righteous. He does. He hears and delivers them out of their trouble. And then he said, the Lord is now unto thee. Okay? And that uh, the broken heart. Listen, folks, we are not having a broken heart anymore. We are so stiff-necked and so got it together and and so this and so that, where is the humbleness? Where is the spirit of broken and a contrite heart? The Bible said God will not despise. So in Psalm 34, let us know that what God is doing, he crying, uh, he helped cry out, he helped the ones 
that cried. Uh, well, let me read it again. Uh, I don't want to misquote it. It said, the righteous cry, and the Lord hears and delivered them out of their trouble. And the Lord is now unto them that are a broken heart. Folks, listen to me now. When you got a broken and a contract heart, according to the 51st division of Psalm, God is with you. Now, listen what this said. And, and like I say, the preachers want to talk about the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. And the church want to say, oh, brother, well, uh, we need the blessing. We need God to do this and God to do this. Listen, you can be rich. I have a, a friend that worked for a lot of rich people. And she uh, in turn said that how many, much rich people be paying for the last few years, the last few days here, last few months here. They paying all this money. So the riches didn't do nothing for them, and they give wind up still having to pay. And still, once they don't gauge just about all of it away, some of them may have a little, and whoever they have, they gonna, the family going to take it. They are going to lose still. They still got to die. But we don't want to look at that. We don't want God to be glorified. We trying to say, God, let me be glorified. The scripture says this, the, uh, in this Psalm 37. So I don't left for Psalm 34 now. I'm in Psalm 37. I don't want nobody to get me mixed up today now. Uh, delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's the problem. People want to give the desires of their heart without delighting themselves. So what I'm thinking about now, if I'm not delighting myself in God, I'm not going to have the same thought when I delight myself because when you delight yourself in God, you will find that you got a different motive. You got a different heart. When I pray more, I got a heart that I want to see certain things to be manifest. When I study more, I wanted to see certain things to be manifested in my life. Because when I study, I, 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 the Lord showed me me. And when he showed me me, then I see how shortcoming I am. I'm, coming, I'm shortcoming in that which God would have because I'm reading it in the scripture. But when I pray and begin to meditate on God, then I see that I have a different mindset. I'm delighting myself in God. When I delight myself, when you delight yourself in God, folks, you've got to delight yourself in him so you can know what the desires is. Because otherwise, your desire would be loving the world. That's right. It would be loving the world. The scripture declared that love not the world, neither the thing that in the world if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And I promise you, all you hear now so much, everybody want to talk about the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. How about holiness, holiness, holiness? How about righteousness, righteousness, righteousness? We don't want to talk that way because, see, that ain't popular today. Everybody being, okay, Scripture says, uh, well, well, delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of the heart. Here you go. Fifth verse says, commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. That's what you got to do. You got to dismiss 
your way unto the Lord so that uh, uh, you will know. You got to give up your way. See, my ways are not like God's way. No, no, no. I would love for my ways to be like God's ways. But the only way my ways get to be like God's ways if I'm obeying the scripture, if I'm doing what I know the scripture saying, not what tradition, not what churchism. That's why we come up with all this apostle this and bishop this and, and pastor this and chief apostle that and all this kind of stuff. And then we turn around and call Paul, Paul. Then we turn around and call Peter, Peter. And then we turn around and call uh, Timothy, Timothy. But we don't address them, apostle this and apostle that. We don't do that. And now, what make us more greater than they when they are in the scriptures? Here's all the thing I'm saying, folks. Delight yourself in God. When you delight yourself in God, I promise you, you would have a different mindset. When James Ware, I'm talking about me, when I delight myself in God, when I begin to such the scripture, begin to humble myself to the mighty hands of God, begin to say, God, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of sin? When I get to see James where for what he is, then and only then can God do something for me. Oh, it may not feel good for me to be that way. You might have to be alone. You might have to do this. You might have to do that. But I promise you, he will begin to ring in the blessing. The blessing will begin to come forth. You say, oh, God, I didn't know this. I thought I was looking one way, but he got something else another way. I was looking for this to take place, but he coming in another direction. Why? Because you're delighting yourself. So you begin to pray. You begin to fast. Oh, yeah, fast, folks. Let me say this, and I know this is not popular. If you can't fast for 24 hours, because some of you know you don't, you don't realize we don't picked up a glutton spirit. We don't realize it until you get rid of the fast. Why not start from six to six and, and 12 hour fast? All right. Then eat one time before it get too late. Then the next next week, uh, whenever the next fast, let's go 12 or uh, 24 hours. And then the next week, we're going to go a little bit further. We're going to go 30 hours. You see? I'm not trying to make those spiritual babes out of you. They say, oh, brother, well, I can fast like that. Well, you are blessed. Maybe somebody else can't do it. And when you fast and try to stay away from conversation of television and on the phone, try to spend that time. When you're crucifying the flesh, believers, try to stay away from those things because what happened is the devil can't get you one way. He I can't get them to eat, but I can get them to gossip. I can get them to talking about this and get them to talking about that. And in actuality, the fast didn't do nothing but make you go hungry. Yes, that's what's about it. You went hungry. You went without eating, but you didn't get the presence and the anointing of God in your life. It's time we get the anointing of God in our life. In this time, with all this stuff coming, look at all these churches, folk. Look at all this stuff being done in the name of the Lord. In the midst of that, guess what? People are still, they are still dying and going to hell all around us. And we don't even think about it until they get sick. But it's high time that we make an about face and say, God, I refuse to keep allowing Satan to bow God in my life. I refuse 
to keep allowing Satan to bow God in your in the ministry. If God called you to be uh, in the ministry to do a work, then study that work that God don't call you. Don't do this one minute and doing that the next minute. Abide in the calling that he have called you. See it through. That's what I'm doing now. I'm seeing it through. Yes, that's why you hear me saying, why don't somebody love me enough to write and to be a part and keep it on the air? Why? Because I believe that God would have me to be on the air. And if he would have me to be on the air, then I have to stick steadfast till he put it on somebody's heart to say, I'm going to be behind the brother. Why? Because they see the direction I'm headed. They see what God has shown. People need to hear the gospel, folks. Not something to make people feel good. Not something that make people think that they are right when they know they're not all right. When they know they are walking around with selfish and self-spirit, something they don't like somebody and they just quit speaking to them and it's all right. It's okay. No, ma'am. No, sir. You still got to crucify your flesh. Paul declared that I die daily. He had to die daily. Why? Because of the fact that he wanted to be the vessel that God had called him to be. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Father, we honor you. Well, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for the direction you took me today. God, I thank you for being a blessing in my life and in others' life. God, that they have a mindset to want to do that which you would have them to do. And Father, we're just praising you. We're just honoring you. In Jesus the Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Let me say this. Let me say this briefly. Again, uh, the post office box is uh, 32, oh, I'm sorry, 232. Amen. I'm so, I almost given to Atlanta. Uh, Easley, South Carolina. South Carolina. Uh, so, okay, I, I thought I was off the air. I apologize. It, it, it was the microphone. Uh, I mean the headphone. But nevertheless, Easley, South Carolina, uh, 29641. Love to hear from you. Or you can call me at 404-293-7557. If you don't get no answer, please leave me a message because uh, I will get call you back within 24 hours. That's a promise. 404 293 7557. Because I don't want to be unfair to you if I'm talking to you and giving you scriptures. And then I say, well, hold on, let me catch the hood. No, I, that's why we got an answer machine. And then I get all, uh, except I'm talking to a couple of friends of mine, I tell them to hold on. But you, uh, I want you to be blessed. Amen. I'm looking forward to hearing from some of you. Amen. Looking forward that God going to put us together. We're going to have home services, designated watchmans, and you'll learn more about that only if you talk. Amen. We want to hear from you quick, fast, and in a hurry. And let's get on board to make a transformation. Begin to be the men and women of God. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems that you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you.
Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina, 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E-A-S-L-E-Y, South Carolina, 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 1.18. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for anything. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap Logo Crew Neck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair.